What's up, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the True North Racing Podcast. Of course, it's brought to you by Jomo Media and Promotions. I'm your host, John Morrison. This week on the program, you guys, we sat down with the driver number 46, Oscar Modified. That was Mr. Steve Trendle. We, of course, talked about how he got into racing, uh, his time running, running go-karts, uh, CVMs, and jumping into an Oscar Modified. And, of course... We always talk about so much more. He also took some time and answered our fan questions. And uh, yeah, hopefully you guys enjoy it. So we're going to jump into this episode. But before we do, guys, you guys know what we got to do. We got to have a quick word from our presenting sponsor, Jumbo Media Promotions. Let's go. All right, everyone. Just before we jump into this week's episode, I want to talk to you about our presenting sponsor, Jumbo Media Promotions. Jomo Media provides race-ready promotions to bring you and your team to the next level. We provide weekly updates as well as providing off-season, mid-season, end-of-year write-ups for your team. On top of the write-ups, we have photo and video opportunities as well. For more information, contact us at jomopromos at gmail.com. That's J-O-M-O-Promos at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and follow us at Jomo Media. What's up, everyone? Hopefully you guys had a great weekend. Uh, I was off this weekend from racing. I didn't end up going to a racetrack this weekend, um, due to some, due to some celebrations on the weekend. Uh, it was a great weekend nonetheless. Hopefully you guys enjoyed racing wherever you guys ended up, whether it was Sobble, Sunset, or even Flambrode today after yesterday got rained out, or even Varney. Yeah, I forgot about Varney too. Um, on the CVM or CVM rundown, we we're taking the week off because it was an off weekend for us. Um, we have the vlog up on the YouTube page. Go ahead, check it out. Link is in the Vintage Modifieds bio. Um, I thought it was a good one. Let me know, guys, of course, in the comments how you guys like it. Um, sh- you can also find it on their Facebook page. Uh, yeah. So there's that, guys. Um, we'll be back out of this weekend. We got, we're allowed 75% fans in the stands. So if you are not there, why aren't you there? Head on over to Flamborough Speedway and enjoy some ra- nightly racing. The CVMs will be there on tap this weekend. Um, I think the late models might be back. Um, mini stocks, pure stocks, uh, very much likely back. There might be even, who knows, there might be something else too. Um, but down on the Jomo Media side of everything, we uh, uh, we didn't fare out too bad this weekend. Uh, Caitlin Wallace uh, was unfortunate to make today's race because of, uh, um, because of working. Uh, so she had, she had, so she had to do that. Uh, fuck. Oh, what was else there? Oh, Jeff LaFlem raced this weekend. Uh, ended up getting DQ'd up at uh, uh, Sobble on Saturday night. Uh, wasn't anything of his own doing, but uh, just got a little fast. They have the combined fours up there, which is uh, you have a set time. You cannot beat that time. If you do it, you get uh, black flagged. Um, unfortunately, Jeff was one of those guys. Um, hate to see he's been having a couple bad weeks of bad luck. Hopefully he gets turned around for him. Uh, he went out to Flamborough Speedway today. Uh, fared not too bad in the first feature by the looks of it, but in the second feature, unfortunately, got made some contact and uh, uh, wrecked out of the race prematurely. Um, so that sucks for him. Madison Teen Camp uh, had a solid night of racing. Uh, so proud of her. Um, she brought the car home in 11th place last night out of 15 cars. So wait, great, uh, great debut for her to actually get out there in the feature. Uh, hopefully, this uh, the trend continues going up. Um, but anyways, for this weekend, 
yeah, the Prolates, the Canadian Vintage Modifies, Super Stocks, Mini Stocks, and Pure Stocks. Of course, guys, racing gets started at 6.30 p.m. Gates open at 5, pit gates open at 4. Head on out. It's a great night of family racing, you guys. Um, any track. If you doesn't matter if it's Flamborough, Sunset, Varney, Peterborough, Delaware on Friday night, uh, Merrittville, uh, Humberstone, any Southern Ontario Motor Speedway, if there is a race to go to, don't set at home this summer, guys. Head on out to some racetracks. Enjoy some nightly racing. Um, other than that, guys, I don't have too much else to talk about. So, of course, we're going to jump right in to this week's guest. We sat down with Steve Trendle. But, of course, guys, as always, let's sit back, relax, and let's go racing. All right, guys, this week on the True North Racing Podcast, we're sitting down with an Oscar, another Oscar modified driver, uh, Steve Trendle. Steve, how are you? I'm doing good, man. How about you? Yeah, man. Uh, how's your how's your uh, I guess long off season going? Because I think I don't think you raced last year, did you? Uh, no. Uh, we we planned on it, and then uh, with my wife getting pregnant and stuff, uh, you know, she's a she's a big part of the team. So we just decided that uh, we'd park the car for the year. We were gonna get out and practice, but uh, things just didn't didn't work out that way. So uh, yeah, we took last year off, and we've had the car for oh almost a year and a half now. And I finally sat in it for the first time <laughs> two weeks ago and uh, I got to slim up a little bit to make it a little easier, but uh, yeah. So hopefully we can get out to do some practice this year and maybe a race towards the end of the year. But if we got to sit another year just to uh, make sure that we're more than prepared to go at it for a full season, then that's what we're ready to do. Sounds good. And of course you, uh, you just introduced a little one into your family not too long ago, correct? Yeah, so uh, December 21st, uh, 2020, we had a, a little baby girl named, named Dayanera. So, uh, yeah, it was kind of a, a blessing. We, uh, we struggled a lot trying to, uh, trying to get my wife pregnant and, uh, you know, COVID happened. So, uh, yeah, so she's, she's a blessing and uh, she's honestly the greatest thing that's happened to the two of us. Like, it's, it's such a joy having her around. Well, congratulations on uh, on becoming a father, man. You know, I got two little kids myself, so I I, I completely get it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, congratulations. Um. So we're gonna we're gonna take this back because you've been racing for for quite some time, eh? <laughs> uh. Yeah. So it even goes back to I was a month old, and my dad used to race in Duro go karts, and he took me to uh, Watkins Glen uh, oh, wow. when I was a month old. My mom let him take me by himself and uh I caught pneumonia when I was a month old so <laughs> so it's uh so ever since I was basically a month old I've been I've been hooked on it and then uh yeah like my dad helped uh the likes of Pete Bennett like Gord Bennett's father he crewed for him um he used to crew for Junior Hanley so I grew up in those shops at the Pete Bennett shop I grew up at Junior Hanley shop and I've I haven't known anything else in my life. Summer comes around, I go racing and my friends go do their own thing. And that's, that's just how it's been. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, some of your friends are there. They're just your off season friends kind of thing. eh? Yeah. They're my winter <laughs> beer hockey buddies. And, uh, and we play, play online racing together. And that's, that's about the extent that I see of them. <laughs> hey, no, hey, you know what? Sometimes life gets busy and that's, and that's all you have to yep. uh, hang out with them. Right. Yeah. So you've been racing for quite a long time and I, you know, involved in racing for a long time. 
when uh when was the first time you got behind the wheel and actually started racing uh, I believe it was 1994 was the first year that I, uh, that I actually started go-kart racing. My parents bought me a go-kart for Christmas and, uh, my dad convinced my mom to drag it into the house so that when I woke up in the morning and came out of my room, it was in the house. And luckily for her, it leaked, uh, leaked brake fluid all over the carpet. So, uh, that was there until we sold the house. It was just one of those things, but, uh, yeah, I started in the 94 season. My my very first race, I ended up upside down on my head. Oh, wow. And then uh, the next morning, my dad dragged me out to my school and drove around in the parking lot just so I wouldn't be scared of it. And then, uh, yeah, so we we did that for a year on our own. And then uh, we picked up a sponsor out of Durham, and he gave us a trailer. He gave us like a $10,000 sponsorship at the beginning of the year, and he said, go buy what you need to buy. So that lasted for nine years. So every, every January they cut us a check and we go to Jake Collison or we go wherever and buy two brand new chassis. And we always had the newest, greatest thing or thing around. So, yeah, so that was pretty good. I raced with Waterloo car club for, for 10 years. Um, gosh, I probably won over a hundred race days in total, but I only won one championship in my last year. It's just, one of those things, even my whole racing career has always been the bridesmaid, but I could never be the bride. <laughs> hey, you know what? Sometimes that happens. Yeah. It's just, it was what it, it is, what it is. Right. My, uh, I didn't take it to heart cause I knew the next year I was coming right back out again. Yeah. So obviously, you know, you know, when you're coming back out and knowing you're going to be in some of the best equipment, it, it obviously, you know, you never, um, you always just had to relearn how to kind of like how the new car handled eh? Yeah, so it, like we used to run a, a cart out of North Carolina called a trick cart. We ran that for seven years, and then we switched to what is a Burrell cart out of Italy, and it was it was a complete learning game for us. Like everything, all the notes we had were no good, and over that winter period, I grew eight inches and I put on fifty pounds. So I had to jump from the junior teen class to the senior heavy class, right? That's a, so I should have been 16, but I was only, I think I was 14 or 15 racing against the likes of Steve Lyons and Paul Hasselfeld, like racing against the the best guys that you can find. Right. So that, that was a big adjustment for me, but jumping into the deep end is the best way to learn in my opinion. <laughs> you know what? You're definitely not wrong there. Um, what did you go? So after you're done karting, what, what class did you move into from there? So when I was 14, we got the vintage modifies to change the age limit so that we could allow 14 year olds with the notary consent to race. Um, but my dad just didn't think I was ready for it. It's, it's a big jump going from go-karts into a full fledged stock car. So uh, we, we spent a year that summer when I was, I think I turned 15. So that summer I spent, every Tuesday we were at Flamborough practicing and practicing. And, um, my dad never told me, but he just kept telling everybody, like, I don't want to put the kid in the car because I'm not ready to quit and he's ready to take over for me. So that was, that was a big thing for him. But, uh, yeah, so 2002, that was my first, first year in the hobby car. I, I was still racing go-karts at the time. So we'd be up at four in the morning. We'd take the go-kart trailer to the track, race all day. 
drive to wherever, meet a friend with a race car trailer, hook onto the race car trailer, and then we drive to Sobble or Peterborough and race all night. And then we'd get back at like four in the morning and we were up at 10 going to the shop to work on the car. So, oh man. Yeah. So we did that for, we did that for two years. And then, uh, 2003, I won my first go-kart championship and I had that wrapped up with like five races to go in the season. I didn't lose a race all year. And then, uh, that's when my dad told me like, Hey, we're selling all the go-kart stuff. We can't, he can't physically do it anymore. Like it was just getting too much. Right. So nice. You know, it, you know, it, it's kind of one of those things too, when dad doesn't want to quit, but <laughs> yeah. he wants to see you thrive kind of thing. He has to make a big decision too. Right. Yeah. And like it, it's big for my dad because he, he started racing go-karts when he was five years old. Right. So it's, it's all he's ever done. And it's all he ever wanted me to do. Right. Like I, I, my mom always says I had a choice, but I never had a choice. I was going to race and that was, that was going to be it. <laughs> you weren't going to be the kid that goes out there and plays baseball in summertime or soccer or anything like that. It was, I played T-ball one year and I think I only made it to three or four games and then I quit because racing just took up everything. <laughs> you know, that's the funny part. Cause I grew up a baseball kid. So like I, <laughs> the racing bug didn't hit me until I was, uh, well, I wasn't too much older, but I was about 10 when I started getting more into it. But uh, obviously, you know, as time goes on, you kind of get consumed by the sport. Yeah. And uh, it just kind of, you know, you just kind of follow it kind of deal. Right. Yeah. Um, so obviously, you, you know, you raced in the in the hobby club then for, oh, well over about 15 years, I guess then. It was uh, my... 17 seasons I did it for. Yeah. So I started in 02 and uh 2019 that was the last year that i raced them yeah, yeah so yeah i did 17 17 long seasons with the vintage <laughs> mods and uh and there was traveling for apparently about uh what oh, i'd say about 15 16 maybe 17. it had to be about 15 years of that like yeah, and yeah like when i first started we were doing upwards of 30 races when i first started and like yeah so it it, it was a lot um but i didn't know any better i was 15 or 16 yeah. years old and i got this race car that i get to race that all my friends don't have <laughs> yeah and you know back then too you guys were going across the border down to michigan and whatnot yeah. were you traveling like when the club would go down to michigan and stuff like that and race would you follow them or um would you typically stay back for uh for those weekends when when i first started we weren't really going down there when i first started out um okay my dad would go down like my dad started uh he got a ride with Everett calling in the 73 car and he started in I think 96 and God, they were doing over 40 races a year at that point. And they were going yeah. down to Michigan a couple times a year, but with my racing back here, I would stay and people would look after me. Right. I just didn't want to miss it, but I did get to go, I think in Oh six, um, the Michigan guys came up here for a Delaware Flamborough race. And then we went down there for, uh, a Springport and a Spartan Speedway, I think it was. We went down there for two races, and that was the first time I ever got to do it. And then uh, 2015, I went to Berlin and raced with those guys down there, and that was an eye opener racing down there. Like that's a that's a man's man's track. <laughs> it's a it's a scary one. And then uh, we went down to Sandusky, Ohio. Okay, 
we raced down there a couple of times. So I have ventured down there. Um, it's just been more, more of an experience, right. Then yeah, we yeah. won a couple of times, but it was just, it was more for fun. Like just end of the year, let's go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so obviously, you know, you, you, you played a big role in, in the club for, for a number of years and uh, from, did you end up getting a championship with the club or no? Yeah. So I came, I came close a couple of times, uh, 2012, I lost by I think two points to Shane Stickle, like came down to the very end and he finished one spot ahead of me and that was it. And then, uh, there was a couple seasons with Jason Keene that I was close. I just couldn't get over the hump. Yeah. Like, that guy's kryptonite to me. I just, I can never figure it out. Just when I start reeling him back in, he just picks it up another gear and he was gone. It was just, he's a heck of a driver. So, and then, uh, yeah, 2018, I finally broke through and won the championship. So that was my first and only one. Um, yeah. But that was, out of all my racing that I've done, that was probably my most favorite night. Like, I came into the night trailing by two points to TJ Marshall. And in the first feature, I made a last corner pass on the outside of him to uh, – oh, sorry, I was one point behind him, and I made the last corner pass, got him, and I tied it up going into the final feature of the night. And then uh, back then, even now, still, like, it's not the same as, like, when we had Jason and all them running. Like, you you had to get to the front first. If you didn't get to the front first, you if you got there, the third car to the front, you were going to finish third. So – that was my big thing. The first two laps were the most important. And I was able to get the lead on the second lap and held TJ off for 20 laps and won the feature. And uh, yeah, just seeing my dad come running down the track and give me a big hug and stuff. Like I know I have torn up a lot of shit with that guy. <laughs> like there, There's been some ride homes where they've been from Peterborough and it's been, it's been so quiet. Just, I know he's mad, but we just, he just puts his head down, gets back to work. Right. So just being able to give him his first championship, that was, that was the best feeling in the world. For sure. And you know what, like, um, uh, holding off TJ Marshall is definitely no <laughs> small feat. Yeah. So like, I think that year, the opening race, we, we won the first feature and then, uh, we blew up a motor, a crate motor. It was a nine year old engine. So it blew up and then, luckily a sponsor stepped through stepped up and gave us a motor and uh i think that year i won nine features nine or ten features in total that year oh wow but it was mainly just tj and myself winning features right like he yeah. was in one finished set and then i would finish second and vice versa right and then it just came down to limiting your mistakes and luckily i didn't make too many like i normally do <laughs> you know and and that's i guess that's a big thing too is is when you notice like i got a shot at the championship here yeah you you gotta every, every little nut and bolt will start kind of ticking you off a little <laughs> bit right yeah it's just uh yeah i i say that i don't get nervous in a race car but that was probably the most nervous i've ever been right like just knowing i'm tied in the points he's starting right in front of me like he finished if he gets to the front i'm screwed i'm not gonna get by him and uh yeah Luckily that didn't happen. My line, the outside line moved and I was able to get by him, but yeah. And then, was... uh, sorry. No, go ahead. And then in the end of 2019 there, you ended up uh, going out and buying, uh, wasn't it a, a Chad, Chad Strawn or something like that? Uh, or, it was or... uh, Chad Strawn and his dad were partners with, uh, 
I think his name is Brian Stevenson okay. on the car. So it, it's, uh, it's been all front and rear clipped. Like it's an immaculate car, but um, yeah, just going back, like we, we always wanted to go with the Oscar modified, but just it costs so much money to run those cars and yeah. the vintage mods with the crate motors and the tires lasting four or five races and they're dirt cheap. And it was just, that's what kept us there. But, uh, 2019, it was just one of those seasons that I don't even talk to people about. It was just on the track, off the track. It was just one of those seasons. And like halfway through the year, I told my dad that if we had that car, I wasn't going to drive it anymore. Like it was just 17 years with the club. I think we were 22 total with my dad driving. It was just, it was time to move on and try something else. So, uh, yep. Yeah, that car did not last long for sale. <laughs> like it was, every, everybody was chomping at the bit to try and get a piece of that car. And uh, yeah, so uh, we sold it and then we weren't sure what we were going to do. And this, the Oscar Modified popped up and we went and looked at it. And it's cleaner, it's as clean as my dad kept his car. So we were like, yeah, it's a no brainer. Let's do it. Yeah. So you've had obviously a lot of ch- time to uh, go over the car and, 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 sort of learn it i guess you could say to figure out how that thing ticks kind of dla yeah so as i used to say my victory lane speeches and like my last year and stuff like all the credit goes to my dad i i show up with my wife and my helmet bag i don't do any work on the car my dad does it all at his house and he he knows everything and he he tells me what the car's gonna do the car does it like it i I have a hundred percent faith in him. If I tell him what the car is doing, he'll try something else and it will work. Right. I'm, I just tell everybody, I'm just a driver. I don't know anything about the car. He lets me jack it up in the air and that's about the extent of it. And you know what? I'm all right with that. <laughs> so obviously then obviously get it going from the vintage modifies where you're number 57, uh, jump into the, uh, Oscar modifies. You decided to switch up your number here and go with the 46. What was the kind of reasoning behind that? Uh, just like a new start, just a yeah. new beginning, right? Like the 57, it, it had no meaning to our family. When we bought, when we bought our first hobby car that we had, it had number 57 on it. It was painted on the roof and my dad didn't want to repaint the car. So yeah, we just kept it number 57, but uh, number 46 was, that was the number that my first go-kart sponsor, the guy that basically gave me my break. That was the number he used because he was a big Bill Zardo senior fan. So okay. uh, he, that's the number that we had to go with. And that's the number that we stuck with. And uh, we threw around a bunch, like we were going to do number 72 for junior Hanley. Cause obviously he's a big, big part of our family. And then uh, we're going to do number 12 for Jim Collison. Cause Jim meant everything meant the world to me in my go-karting career. He was such a great guy to me. And uh yeah, and we, we tossed around a couple other numbers, and then I just said number 46, and Dad's like, yep, let's do it. So so it's it's kind of good to bring it back. It's after so many years, it's probably been, oh, God, it's got to be 20 years since I used that, like since I started with that number. So it's kind of cool to see it back on the car, back on apparel and stuff that we have. So yeah just gotta change my autograph i don't want to be signing number 57 on there <laughs> might might be a cause i've got to get those practice ones in before you start doing that yes right? <laughs> uh so obviously you know now we're going to jump up to this year where you know we're kind of opening back up again we're getting some more races in 
Uh, Oscar starts uh, the 31st, I believe, over there at Sunset. Um, will you be attending or will you? are you going to sit out and kind of wait till the end of the year and maybe hit up a race or two? Just yeah, to get your we, feet wet with those other cars. Yeah, we won't we won't be there for the first race. Um, we're going to Sobble to a cottage for a week, right? Like it's last year I enjoyed it so much being home. It's the first summer I've had home and I didn't really miss racing as much as I thought. So uh this year, same thing. Like we're just we don't know what we're gonna do yet. We I wanted to do Sobble because that's my favorite track. I wanted to do Delaware, I love that place, but Plans have changed, so maybe we'll do Frostoberfest at Flamborough. Not my most favorite track in the world, but if it means I can get in the seat and race the thing for once, then I guess I'll have to submit to it and do it. <laughs> to, to be fair, I mean, did you watch the APC race tonight? It was an absolute clown show. <laughs> the fact, I, I think, what, to be 24 cars start that field? And yeah. At one point, I counted 10 cars near the end there. Uh, yeah. You, you was, know what that means. Yeah, I was golfing all day today, and then when I got home, I this race is still on. The heck's going on here? <laughs> it, it definitely, it definitely was a, a a marathon to watch all the racing that that yeah. went on there at Flamborough Speedway. But yeah, um, we'll we'll plan on doing a couple of races this year, if if not just one, and that kind of gives us a baseline that we can jump on. And then it's also hard to sell sponsorship without fans being allowed in the stands right so yeah you can't really go to somebody halfway through the season and be like oh they open back up do you want to give us money yeah right? so that, that now that hopefully next year everything will be wide open and we can go and then we can start selling sponsorship right like for thousand bucks for a set of tires it gets a little pricey after the first yep. set so thank you guys so much for listening to the true north racing podcast but <laughs> There's more, guys. Why don't you go over and listen to the Driver's Seat Podcast because it's definitely better than John's because it's got Megan and I. <laughs> so the Driver's Seat drops every Wednesday morning and it will be available on all major podcast platforms. So go listen, everyone. Here we're going to jump into our uh, fan question period where each week we get, you know, I put out there on social media for them to submit some questions and we ask your guests, are you ready to answer a couple? Yeah, absolutely. All right. The one we got tonight is from, uh, I think it's Ian Henwood, if I remember <laughs> correctly. Uh, it's uh, Henwine849 on Instagram. Oh, I know Ian very well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he goes, why did you switch from the vintage modifieds to the Oscar modifieds? Just time for a change. Just something new, right? Time had run its course and... The writing was on the wall that we needed to do something different. We were kind of getting stale. It wasn't I I get why we went back to Flamborough full time, right? To try and build build it up, but it wasn't happening. I'm I'm a travel kind of guy. I think running one track week after week after week, it it doesn't improve your skill, doesn't improve your craft. And I I needed a challenge. Like I need to go to the Sobbles. I need to go to the Delaware, the Peterboroughs, the Sunsets. Like I just that that's in my opinion how you become a better driver is going to different tracks, challenging yourself. And when you just roll into one track week after week and it's got the same setup in it, you go out, you do seven laps of practice, you roll in, you're like, well, I'm done. Let's let's wait for the feature, right? It's yeah, it's I want to go to a track where we go there and the setup's complete garbage and we have to work our butts off and I have to change how I drive the car. And 
it just, I felt like I was becoming auto mode, basically rolling into Flamborough every week. And yeah, we just didn't see the future of going back onto the road and traveling anytime soon. So it's kind of a deciding factor. Yeah. And you know what though, like in that, you're definitely not wrong in the sense that it get, it gives you a better story yep. for the weekend. Right. You know, it's like, Oh, we offloaded. We thought it was going to be do, do like this yep. It was complete garbage. We had to switch, you know, throw everything, but the kitchen yep. sink had it. Um, you know, I, I do completely agree with you. Traveling does help you um, improve your skill set. And, but like, I, I do see it from the club side too. To, yep. I was sticking to the track to one track. So that way it does generate more interest and, you know, I, I do see both both sides of the coin. I, I love traveling. Yep. Um, unfortunately, with uh, the guys I've crewed with for, because um, I started out with David Elliott, um, you know, back in 2009, he was going to Delaware. So that's about the most traveling I would do on yeah. Friday night. Um, but, you know, traveling all weekend, going to different races, I never got the chance to do that. And it always seems like it always seemed interesting to be able to like, you know, one week you're at Delaware, next week you're at Sauble, two weeks later yep. you're at Peterborough you can make a weekend out of it for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's what I miss. Like I miss going to the Sobble where my buddies and I, like Mike Williams, who used to race and stuff, like we would set up what we call goon camp. So it was just <laughs> all of us. And we just camp out in the parking lot and drink till four thirty, five o'clock in the morning. And that, that's what we did every time we went to Sobble. And like now, because it's two and a half, three hours for everybody to drive to. Now, when you go to Flamborough, you're 40 minutes from home. So you're like, ah, oh, I can go home and sleep in my own bed tonight. And then yeah. you don't really get to experience much. Right. So just, that was just my perspective. I know people will disagree with it, but that's just, hey. that's just how I felt. Right. It was just, I wasn't being challenged anymore. I was just like, it, the, the year I won the championship, it wasn't really much fun because I, I hate to say it, but I was winning so much. It just, I'm, I wanted more people to challenge me and I just, I wasn't getting that challenge. Right. Like for I sure. knew exactly what line to drive. We, we wouldn't even reference our setup book for anything. Like it was just, this is tire pressure, stagger wedge. This is everything. Go. Everything yeah. stayed the same. Right. So just, just a challenge. That's why we left. That's all yeah. we wanted. Yeah. And, and luckily this year we're, you know, we've had five different winners in five mm -hmm. races. So like, that's a, that's a swing yep. upswing for the club there. Right. Yeah. And I've um, had, I had the opportunity to come out at the first week. Uh, Bill Pearsall wanted me to drive my old car again, but yeah, um, I declined it. Like my dad doesn't work on the car. I don't drive any race car. My dad doesn't work on. So I just told him, I don't want to go out there and make a fool out of myself with something that my dad hasn't spent a couple weeks working on. Right. So yeah, even last year I had a couple opportunities too. And I just, I was enjoying being at home and, not getting to the track at noon and then I'm there till 10 o'clock at night. Right. Yeah. It was, it was nice to sit on my couch, watch G force TV and watch it on YouTube and I can have a beer while I'm doing it. <laughs> exactly. I mean, you know, I'm kind of glad we've gone back to the normal times because those, those, uh, was I, I had to be at the track for 9am to roll yeah, with the club. So it's, it's just, it just makes too long of a day. Yeah. Like it's that's, that's what I didn't enjoy. And like, yeah, so just the long days is I'm not a fan of them anymore. When I was younger, it was fine, but now once that you get I'm older, older yeah. I don't want to do that anymore. <laughs> Trust me, I was I was uh um because I don't I don't know if you know, but I do the media stuff for the yep. CVMs. Um I I started bringing my girlfriend to come give me a hand because we started doing some extra stuff for the club. And 
she she came to the first event this year and she was like oh i like these long days blah 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 i'm like no 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 like wait <laughs> wait wait till we go back to normal time yeah and she even said like she likes the quickness because you know i got you know having two young kids like we have to have a babysitter for them when they're my you know when it's my weekend yep. and I, i'm like uh i'm like i don't like the long days because like i'm spending a whole day if i have the kids that weekend i'm spending a whole day away from them yeah whereas you know the the tr- show up at four o'clock we're done by 8 30 9 o'clock maybe 10 10 ish at the latest once we r- wrap up everything we got to do and then by the time we're home it's 11 o'clock yeah whereas yeah whereas the long days like we're, we're out of there yeah we're out of there it's eight o'clock at night but you you spent you've been there since eight o'clock in the morning and you just yeah. you've been wanting to get out of there for it since like three o'clock <laughs> yeah that's like by the end of the 2019 season like I would wait the 15 minutes until the race was official, but like my car would be packed. And like, as soon as they made it official, I was out of there. I was going, yeah. like, it was just, I was over it. <laughs> Not going to lie. Going back as a media guy now, instead of a crew guy for any guys, I I've noticed my blood pressure has lowered so much. <laughs> like I would roll in the gate off of concession five there. And like yep. my blood pressure would start rising <laughs> about just everything. that's going to, I'm just thinking everything that's going to go wrong. is going to go wrong or whatever. Yeah. Now I roll in there. I'm like, Let's have a great day of racing. <laughs> My perspective changed so much after that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so obviously looking ahead, what are your kind of your goals um, within the Oscar modifieds? Just, just learn as much as we can. Right. We, uh, like I said, we have no notebooks. We didn't ask the previous owner for anything, right? Like we're, we're set out to do it on our own. Um, well, I shouldn't say on our own. We got, Jeff Hanley and junior Hanley in our back pocket. So we can bounce anything we want off of them. Um, my dad's pretty knowledgeable. So like, I just, just for myself, I don't want to make myself look like a fool out there. I want to keep all four wheels on the car every chance. Right. Cause those things are pretty expensive to tear up. Um, yep. just, I just want to go have fun again. Like I want to get back to how I felt in the early years with the vintage modifieds. Right. I just, want to go out there i want to race with 24 cars and i just i want to have fun if i finish 15th and we can roll it in the trailer i'm fine with that like that's that's good for me i'm i'm over the days where winning is everything like i just i want to get back to having fun and that's that's hopefully what i can plan on doing <laughs> hey you know what sometimes that change of scenery is necessary to, for mm. you to actually start going back out there and and, and yep. enjoy racing again yep yeah um, the like i said before just the 2019 season like my last season it just took a toll on me where like even my wife could see it where she knew going to the track I didn't want to do it right like I interact with people and I just wanted to sit in the trailer do nothing like I just I just wanted to get the night over with and get out of there and hopefully this new car like I was all giddy for it and then of course COVID hit so you can't can't do anything so the car's literally been sitting in my dad's garage on jack stands it's the most expensive show car that <laughs> you can find right now but yeah so i just just have fun that's all i want to get back to just back to like when i was a kid and it was all fun again to go to the track every weekend well i definitely hope you uh you find that in the in the, uh this coming season or even in in the years to come in 2022 and beyond yep is uh is there anyone you want to thank for uh getting you here to get getting you through all your racing you've done for the past uh uh 20 plus years here oh there's obviously my dad, he's, uh, he's the biggest support. He's my biggest critic, but 
like I said, at the end of the day, no matter how mad he is, he's always right there putting the car back together. There's there's a night at Lancaster I wrecked in practice twice, ripped the front end off it twice, and I wrecked in the heat race, and then Ron Easton blew a motor in front of me, and I piled it into the styrofoam. So all four times on the track, I buried it in the wall, and he was right there with his tools putting everything back together. Um, obviously, so him. Um, Paul Law from Midas in Orangeville, he's he's a big help to us. He's Without him, he's basically our only sponsor. Um, so he's he's big to us. Uh, my wife, I, it took her almost a year before she came to her first race when we got together. And her first race, I won at Sobble. So she was got to see that. And she's been super supportive of me. Like if I want to bug her off on a Saturday afternoon and go to the track, she doesn't care. She just, she lets me go. With the kid, it's a little different, but yep. um, she lets me go. Um, just like, just people from the, my early years in the vintage modifieds, like the Phil, Phil Shaw, the Ray Hughes, David Elliott's, the Gary Elliott's, they, Ron Easton's like, I was, I was a kid racing against men back then. Right. And it's, they, they taught me how to race. I thought coming from go-karts where I want everything, like this is going to be a cakewalk. I got this. And like, I was starting 24th every night because I could barely make the feature and like, they worked with me. They helped me. And there's just basically anybody I interact with, like they give me pointers and stuff, right? It's just, it's hard to name everybody. It's just everybody in general, like who I've come across that they're big supporters of me, whether I'm putting my foot in my mouth, like I have in years past, or if I do something great um, and moving forward, I'm probably still going to put my foot in my mouth, but it's how you learn. You move on with it. Right. Absolutely. Well, Steve, we're not going to take too much more of your time here tonight. We want to thank you for jumping on with us with the True North Racing Podcast this yeah, week. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. Uh, we wish you all the best in 2021 and beyond. And uh, definitely uh, we'll keep an eye on you. Hopefully at a track that uh, I'm actually at this summer. Or yeah, even next summer in the future. And if uh, if I make it to Flamborough at all this summer, um, I'll have to come by and introduce myself. Sounds good. All right, man. Thank you once again, man, for jumping on. Yeah, Hope no you problem. have a good night. Yep. Take care. Bye now. Bye. All right, guys, that was driver the number 46 Oscar modified. That was Mr. Steve Trendle. As always, guys, we want to thank Steve for jumping on with us uh, this week. It was great talking to him and uh, and getting to see how he started and, and, and what, what it took for him to get, get it up to each and every level he's uh, uh, competed in racing. Uh, next week, guys, on the program, I'm not too sure. We're, we might, we might going to keep that a surprise. Um, not too sure who will be on the on the show next weekend. Um, who knows? We might take a break. A little summer, mid-time summer break. Who knows? Uh, probably not, though. I can't stay away from this podcast, guys. You guys, I, I love it. Thank you, everyone, for the support. Thank you for everyone who's listening to us. You guys help me keep it going. I have to tip my hat to y'all. Um, thanks to each and every listener out there, guys. You guys are all amazing. Um, apparel, guys. We have Jomo Media Apparel, True North Racing Podcast Apparel. Um, links are in our bios on both the Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages. So go hit us up. Go get yourself some True North Racing Podcast perch, merch. Go get yourself some Jomo Media apparel. Uh, show it off. Show us that swag, guys. Thank you to everyone who's been buying it so far lately. You guys are really all the, the real MVPs out here. Other than that, you guys, I don't have much else for you guys this weekend. Go check out your local short tracks next Saturday night. Um, where there's a bunch of them out there. We're allowed 75% capacity at all tracks. So get your butts 
out of the out of your homes into the stands. See you guys all next Saturday night. Once again, my name is John Morrison, and you guys are listening to the True North Racing Podcast, brought to you by Jomo Media Promotions, and we will see you all next week. Have a good week, guys.